What up, what up, Beef Nation? Welcome back to the pod. This is the boys expressing emotions and feelings. Hello, Beef Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the boys expressing emotions and feelings. I am Matt McPherson, a.k.a. The Stop. And to my right, I have crazy zany local guy, Jackie Ninka. I live in the zone. And I got Sean Dival. What's up? And I got crazy zany local guy number two, Matt Nicholson, a.k.a. Stevie Nicks. I have stars above my chest. Hello, cuties. <laughs> all right. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. I love that accent. The it's a great. It's very uh, similar to our <laughs> Kazakh Kaz- accent, Dang. but a. Well, we just saw this They're- movie called Eastern Promises. Awesome movie. Yeah, which is really good, but they just talk in Russian accents, and it was... It was honestly very comical. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Not because they were Russian. The movie itself was comical. But it was Where'd great. Where'd you guys see it? Did you like, watch it on an app? Or did you go to the theater or what? Hulu. It's an old movie, 2007. Mm. It's awesome, though. Yeah. But I guess that's a good transition in to what we're doing. Sean, I mean, you curated this You're pod. You're the brain so show. Yeah. This why, don't you, why don't you like, explain what's going on? Appreciate it. So... Barbie and Oppenheimer have like blown up, you know, taking the world by storm. And even though we don't fully talk about pop, pop culture things, we thought we, we thought it would be fun to talk about. So we're gonna go into Bobby, Barbie and Oppenheimer. I can't talk today, apparently. And sorry if you haven't seen them yet, but like they've been out for what, like a month now. Like, get hip to it. A so, month to the date, right? This is the thirteenth. They came out. Yeah, July I mean, 13th. I don't think we should like spoil anything. No, this is. I was. This is going to be major spoiler alert. Oh, really? Yeah. I think How we are we going to talk about a movie and not talk about yeah, anything yeah, important that happened? We can't just talk about it in vague terms the entire time. Okay, so spoiler alert. So spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. We'll one, need, we'll one is a historical event, so not really a spoiler <laughs> alert. If you just read, you'll be able to k- catch up. One one is a... I saw and really- then the other one is about... The nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he said the words right out of my mouth. He's quick with it. I saw this funny tweet and was like explaining how to understand Oppenheimer, to watch Oppenheimer, like you need to understand quantum mechanics, like the geopolitical sphere of that time period and all this. Like you have this super broad knowledge of what's going on during this time period. To watch Barbie, you need to get a girl to go with you. So it's like statistically harder to go see Barbie than it is to go watch Oppenheimer. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You guys saw it together, though. Exactly. Did. We couldn't yeah. get a girl to go with us. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that meme, too. That was a good one. But uh, where do you guys want to start? Do you want to... This is your podcast, baby. Yeah, you set up the, the outline. Okay, well, then I, I thought it'd be fun to kind of start with just talking about going to the movies. Because I don't know about y'all. I think this is the first time I've been to a movie theater since COVID. Whoa. Or no, that's not... I, I saw Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Man, so I guess it's not true. But I definitely have gone to the movies way less than I used to. So I just kind of want to talk about, are you... I feel like people are very like polarized and like they either love going to the movies or they think it's so overrated. So where do you guys kind of fall in that? Do you enjoy going to the theater or would you rather watch it at home with your own popcorn on one of the like Hulu, HBO, whatever? Um... I personally love going to the movie theaters. I think it's great. There's one right near my house, and I have the uh, I have a movie pass, 
So if I want to go see a movie, I'll just go, which is really nice. Um, yeah, just the atmosphere. Um, when I'm in the movie theater, it forces me to watch the movie because at home I could easily get distracted going on my phone. But when you're in the movie theater, it's a social faux pas if you whip your phone out. So I'm focused at all times. Um, and you really got to pay attention because there are no subtitles in the movie theater. So you got to like focus in. One could say you're in the zone. Yeah. Yeah. I am in the zone. Um, but yeah, just the vibe of it all. I like the smells and everything and the sounds always way better. So that's what I really like about it. So. It's fun hearing other people laugh. Like when you laugh too, mm -hmm. you know, when that, the joke hits and you're like, yeah, I bet that writer was pretty proud of that one. Mm hmm. For me, the only thing I, I love going to movies, I think it's a great experience. I just hate how I get so antsy. Like, I can't move. I have to stay in the same reclined position the whole time. Like, I can't, it seems like it's frowned upon to get up and, like, stretch your legs. And I just can't do that in the movie theater. Mm. But personally, I would much rather see a movie in the theater than at home. Yeah. So I agree with you. Um. So, yeah, I saw Oppenheimer... Uh, at the movie theater, and then I plead the fifth on how I saw Barbie, but we can all assume how I saw Barbie. It was not in the theater, and I love, I do like going to the theater and seeing a movie. I think it's the be better way of viewing a mu movie, but we knew that we were going to talk about this for two weeks now, and I've had, had, and I've had a very busy last two weeks, so what this has shown to me is it's kind of pretty hard to like schedule time out of your day it's like a big time commitment to go see a movie while while i watched barbie i kind of it was just like on my own schedule at home i didn't have to like drive somewhere i didn't have to then i don't know for me going to the movies does seem like now that i've learned it's like a big chunk of time and it's kind of not as easy as i thought it was gonna be to go see two movies in two weeks um I was especially busy, but that's what it proved to me. Like that's what I've like learned was it's not that easy going to the movies. It does take up a ton of time. Like when I went and saw Barbie, I saw it in South Carolina with Kat and we just got there like 15 minutes before it was supposed to start. Thought it'd be fine. It was mobbed. So then we ended up having to sit like one of the front rows mm. and that was just brutal because then like i'm my neck is like you're like looking up so you either have to like slunch down in your seat and like hurt your back to get a good angle at it or you're gonna like break your neck looking up for an hour and a half so you long story short i agree with you steve you gotta get there early to then like get a good seat to again get snacks do everything you want like go to the bathroom before it starts so it is like way more of a process than like oh i have an hour and a half two hours at home, let me just throw on a movie. It yep. is way simpler. But they got reserved seating now, so I feel like you, that's like a, an avoidable problem. Not, But even places that we were looking to watch Oppenheimer didn't have reserved seating, and we didn't go there specifically because right. of that. exactly. Yeah. So you just rolled the dice when you went. You just were seeing if they had tickets. Well, no, we had tickets, but it was like an old theater in Charleston, so uh, we didn't do the reserve scene or anything. When I saw Oppenheimer, I did do that. I went to a place with reclined seats, reserved the seat, so I did all of that. But I still got there like 20 minutes before the movie started, like time, 
also for us, Barbie started right at like whatever the time was, eight, nine o'clock. It started at the time. And I was like, I think that's the first time in my Dude, life. Yeah, that hasn't been happening. That is the biggest beef I have with movie theaters is like, I'd rather they just tell me when the movie's actually going to start, not the showtime. And then they play 45 minutes of trailers. Today was good. At Oppenheimer, there was two, maybe three movie trailers. I think and, just two, yeah. And then the movie started. Good. Show me. I like trailers because I, I like to know what movies are coming out. Mm-hmm. Do before. Not, Matt is like a connoisseur when it comes to movies, so he always knows what's coming out. I'm not. So I do like the trailers because it gives me like, oh, I didn't know that was coming out. Oh, that was cool. So I do like trailers, but I do not like 10. You know, that's too many. Like when we went to go see uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie, there were so many trailers before. And that- Let me be honest with you, I was so cooked during that movie. I just <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the trailers. <laughs> really? Yeah, this was Dude, like I a, was fried. This was like a period of time when like for like two weeks, Matt was like, Yeah, I'm gonna get into smoking weed. And like we smoked like a little joint before, and then we went and he's like, I hate this fucking movie. I didn't like it either. That movie sucked. I didn't like it either. But we're not talking about that movie, but that yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> I do remember uh just about that movie. There was one thing that made me die laughing. So the the Mario brothers were from Brooklyn, which is so funny, dude. <laughs> Which is so random. <laughs> the first 10 minutes are the funniest part of the movie. Yeah. Well, Sean, you saw Oppenheimer by yourself, though, right? I did was see Oppenheimer by myself. Was that your Whoa. first solo experience at the theater? It was not, actually. Uh, I remember I had to be like late elementary school because I didn't have a phone. I got to my, I went and saw Toy Story 3, and my mom was with two of my cousins that were like three ish years older than me and they went and saw one of the twilights or whatever and i didn't want to see that but I, toy story 3 was out so i got to go watch that and my mom gave me her phone and was like text me when you're done it had a pink phone case and i i took off the pink phone case i was like you can't be seen with that <laughs> i was like a 10 year old <laughs> so that was my first experience uh watching a movie by myself in the theater and that was like toy story you know, 3 in toy story when they lock arms yeah, yeah. Fire, dude were you crying like, i'm looking around like i was about to ball my eyes out solo how'd you text your mom that moment if she, huh? if, how did you text your mom if you had her phone like one of my cousins they you said they were three years old Three years older. Three's older oh, than me. Oh, okay. Seeing so, <laughs> Twilight at three years old. I was, I was very confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like 13, 14 or something. Yeah. And it was like text text Brooke, text Paige, whatever, when you're when you're out of the theater. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And you saw the better movie, like by far. Like Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We should but, do uh, a Pixar movie draft later in the Oh, that would be good. It. We've talked yeah. about that. That would be good. But uh to answer your question, no, it wasn't my first time. It was a little weird to like go alone to the theater, and I don't know if it's because like I'm such an extrovert, but it's like, what do you do all that time like by yourself before the movie? But honestly, I really enjoyed watching the movie solo. I don't know, like once it starts, like it doesn't really matter who you're with or not. And I was locked in. Granted, it's three hours, but like I was pretty engaged the entire time and googled right after to answer a few of the questions I had. But yeah, it wasn't. I didn't think it was a big. It was that different going solo versus with other people, maybe besides pre-movie stuff that you do. It's pretty nice. I like it. Going solo? Do you go a lot with your, like your movie pass? He's only been I, once. I, no, right? I've been twice. Okay. But um, I'll probably start going alone again. 
Not anymore since Jack's moving up here, dude. Yes, sir. But my issue with seeing Barbie alone as well was you guys had already seen it. My mom heard he had seen it. I didn't know who else to ask to go see it. And I was like, nothing against like seeing Barbie alone. I don't know. I just like, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been, I don't know, like a young, like a 24 year old walking out of Barbie alone. I bet people are like, what the? <laughs> that's but pretty, that's it badass, a, dude. No, I mean, the, as we talked about, the movie's made over a billion dollars. So, but pretty wild. I think it's the first woman directed movie to be over a billion dollars so which is pretty sick really yeah and she's awesome Greta Gerwig she's got a lot of good movies and Noah Baumbach don't forget him well he wrote it along with her you said that phrase on the pod before you gotta include him oh yeah they're married in real life yeah I know Mm -hmm. yeah well let's just going into that let's just dive into Barbie cool so I don't know who wants to bat lead off but what'd you guys think like just initial reactions to the movie, dude. I loved like at it. At a high level, like, what did you think of it? I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I was smiling like the entire time. It made me feel very. It made me think about some things about myself for sure, and like just the yeah. society we live in in general. But I thought, all in all, it was a great movie. Really well written, cool characters. Michael Sarah is awesome. I think he's so mm-hmm. funny, Alan. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. Is that a real Barbie? Yeah, was there, it is. Was there, they made yeah. one Barbie named Alan. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And I like that. You know, a lot of it played into like the actual world of Barbie. How it was pretty mm-hmm. correct and accurate from that standpoint. But I mean, I loved it. I had a lot of hype for it. I was more excited to see it than I was to see Oppenheimer, and it totally lived up to the expectations for me. So yeah, I mean, I definitely walked away thinking a little bit differently about how I'm going to approach certain situations. Um. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else felt the same way. Yeah, I mean, I thought the movie dove really well into like the ideas of existentialism um like trying to find your purpose in the world uh and i think you know there's a lot of connections to like i'm not a religious guy but there's a lot of connections to biblical stuff when you know barbie and ken first go into the like our world um it's like when adam and eve leave the garden and they're like barbie becomes aware she becomes self-conscious of people staring at her and stuff so that's very much like it. Um, and then, you know, just I think it shows well that the negative as- aspects of like patriarchy, just as well as it does uh, like matriarchy, you can't just have t- one person can't just have total control of everything because uh, like in the Barbie world, you know, before she before barbie left it was all women running it but they showed towards the end that like that's also not great because the kens were totally you know airheads and like dependent on the barbies and not you know them true selves which i thought uh, was interesting um so they showed that you have to uh you know uh work together and stuff sorry what no i said keep it high level because then we can get all into this yeah um so i thought that was really good and i thought it showed how important it is to be like a regular person. I think the real heroes of the movie were Weird Barbie and Alan because Weird Barbie, she was never under control of the Kens when the Kens took over. Like she saw through the facade and Alan too. Like they were the ones that would could initially grab the Barbies to break them out of the uh, haze and stuff. So I thought that was really good to show that the outcasts were the real heroes and stuff. So that's, I really liked the movie. I thought it was good. And like what Jack said, I think it, 
made me think a lot about myself and how, you know, how I want to portray myself to the world and stuff. So I thought it was good. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, dude. No, so, no, it's fine. Um, I, I really liked it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, just like for me, I, I thought it was a good way with these. What I thought it did a good job is just like a good insight into how a woman views the world and how they are treated because it's kind of tough as a man to completely understand what they go through and at the end when barbie is talking to like the creator and it's not they're not trying like it's like you know i thought they did a really good job of like the double entendre of like oh i can just be human like referring to her being like a barbie and going to the human world but more in just in the fact of like how women are oh i'm just allowed to be a human like i'm just allowed to be a person in this world i'm just allowed to exist i don't have to like <clears throat> live up to these expectations or be anything that i'm supposed to like that the society is set for me i'm just allowed to like exist in this world as who i am and like that is good enough like i thought that was like really really deep um and like really well written uh, that really hit home to me. That was really, I thought that was really well done. Uh, my, what I thought was the funniest thing was, cause you know, they like really stuck to like the Barbie world. Like, so, you know, like, you know, there's like the different Barbies, like Dr. Barbie, but like he, he's beach Ken. So his job is beach. Just yeah. <laughs> so when he like goes to the real world. <laughs> he's like so talking to the lifeguard. He's like, so what do you do? He's like, I, I beach. <laughs> He's like, you got to say people in the water. He's like, dude, I couldn't even say people on the land. <laughs> yeah, it was funny for sure. Yeah, the whole beach Ken thing. He Ryan Gosling does kill that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just have to give a shout out. Margot Robbie legitimately might be the most beautiful person ever. <laughs> just ever. Like, she's so insanely beautiful. They got sweet outfits in that movie too. They did. I wish I could so wear cool what they wore. My older sister's having a Barbie theme party, and I'm gonna try to order the Ken cowboy outfit for it. I so. want the this. I want the rollerblading outfit, bro. That's true. Too. I want the rollerblading outfit. That that shit pops. Sean, what do you think? I liked it. I I agree with almost everything everyone has said so far. Again, we'll get into some of the deeper meanings and everything, and about like the axie and all that in a sec but at a high level i really liked the movie i thought it was funny i thought they did a good job with like the jokes like some of the adult humor was funny um like in the beginning when she's like showering and eating there's like no water and she didn't like take a bite of the toast like i thought that was funny how they made it like barbie um and then one thing i remember just getting kind of annoyed and like maybe like a third, a fourth of the way through the movie. Cause I was like, the men are just so stupid in this movie. Like this is so lame. And then it kind of clicked in my head. I was like, oh, this is like how women were like portrayed in movies back in the day. And so then I was like, kind of in like my own little thought, I was like, wow, like that's what I can't imagine. Like what my mom must've thought, like watching movies as a kid, like seeing that. And then I like, I was like, all right, like let's keep watching the movie. I like got out of my little spiral in my head, but mm -hmm. that was definitely a humbling moment to like have that click in my head from like being annoyed to being like, oh shit, like that's like how it used to be, just reversed. So that was humbling for sure. But all in all, like at a high level, thought it was 
a solid movie. It's funny. It's a good plot, good story. The acting's really well done. Um, yeah, I want to shout out the second Ken. Like, I thought he was awesome the entire film. Oh, the one that Ryan Gosling hates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simu Liu. Yeah, I, I think that's how you say his name, right? I'm. It's. I'm under the impression. Yeah, yes. the guy from um, Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. He's Jack too. Yeah, he's yeah. got great he dance awesome. moves. Great dance mm-hmm. moves. So uh, yeah, I thought. I thought it was a great movie. Like I went and saw it with Cat again and like in Charleston, and she really wanted to go. I was kind of like, yeah, like I thought it'd be fun to see, but I wasn't like dying to go see it. And I'm glad I saw it. It was a solid movie. Yeah. So. I know there's like a lot of people are like, oh, it's so anti man. I don't think it's anti man. I think it's anti like dork. Yeah. If you get offended well, watching yeah. that movie, I think you just it says more. It says more about you than it does. I don't think it's anti. No, I, w- I don't want to even say it's like anti like page. It's just like you're anti like loser. Like, so you're. You're cool. What do you mean? What, no. What's a loser then? Like define that. Like obviously, like a lot of the Kens were idiot. Like Ryan Gosling was being a loser, like in that movie. So that's what I got from it. It's like anti dork. Like don't be a fucking dweeb. Oh yeah, I got yes. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that. It, that is. Sorry, Jack. Finish ne- your point. Like it plays on all the super negative stereotypes yeah, don't be that like guys guy. yeah. exhibit. Yeah. And like rolls them all into one, and that's his whole personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. What were you gonna say though, Sean? I I didn't take that. Again, I took it kind of like my first point. Like that's how women used to be viewed previously in society. So kind of trying to shed light on me and us, for example. Like that's how women used to be portrayed, and that's obviously not how anyone should be or even is. Like it's at an extreme dumbness and douchebagness, if that's even a word. So douchiness. So. And then also, yeah, it showed that you need both. I think you made that point in the initial statement, McPherson. Like, I agree with that. It showed that you need both sides to have a functioning society. But I guess one thing I didn't love about it, and I'm sure I'll get some heat for this, it did make, like, I was hoping at the end of the movie it would show, like, kind of reiterate that point. Like, you need both to have this great society. And it, like, briefly touched on that. But it didn't like deeply like say like that's the meaning of it all. It didn't really state that. I do agree with you guys. So like if you felt like offended as a men from it, that's like kind of lame because that wasn't that's not what it was trying to do. But they didn't come out and say like you need both parts to make this world a great place because Barbie Land was great before everything went down. It was just that Kens were. Not as important, I guess. No, I don't. Or I think it was showing Bar- that I don't think it was great. Like it the was Bar- just yeah. Barbie Land is just the real world, just the opposite. That was like the whole point. Yeah, to show. I don't. I don't even think the point of the movie was to show like, like oh, women can't have as much power either. I think that like the whole point of Barbie Land to me was just to either further reiterate the patriarchal society that we live in. Mm-hmm. It was just like oh, to an extreme. Yeah, and yeah. like, and like, I think I didn't even think about what Sean's saying, but I think that even like, oh, look how women used to be portrayed in movies all the time. That's now how men are right. portrayed, and it just like it like makes you just like see the other side. Like, oh, that's like as as a man, you're sitting here like, oh, that's not cool, and you're like, oh, wait, shit, this is how women have been portrayed mm-hmm. in movies for since cinema has been created. Wait, that's super fucked up. 
I think that was like a big point of the movie as well. Like when all the women break out of the facade is a huge part of breaking just the patriarchal society is just being aware that it even like it exists and um, knowing how it affects you like as a man like knowing how it affects like how like how you play into it and then as like a woman like how like it affects you so i thought that was like a big point of it as well yeah and i saw something people were complaining that ryan gosling didn't have enough screen time but then someone said he's a supporting actor and women have been supporting actors and they don't get a lot of screen time so it's like the same thing yeah what's that what's that rule about movies called like 90 percent of movies fail this it's like Uh, i meant to i want to there's a name for it it's like it's an acronym it's like almost all movies fail this rule where it's if you're a woman in the movie most of the time you're not you're on screen with another woman you're talking about the male main character right yeah you have to like they're never by themselves the test is the test is it's two women talking to each other only to each other and they're not talking about a male okay and i was i was wondering if she if this director purposely yeah the beckel the bechdel test so to pass the work must feature at least two women who speak to each other about something other than a man yeah which is crazy because almost every movie that's ever been written fails it'd be funny if she purposely did it the other way where there's no two men oh who talk to each other that's, that's a i think they, i think she did do that right? yeah that i think they she all probably talk about did yeah yeah, yeah she yeah. probably and that's really she's smart the yeah. gerwig we'll call test. It the gerwig test yeah so I was about uh, to say. Does Ryan Gosling at one point though in the real world he does he's in a scene with another dude and they don't talk about Barbie do they? That's true. Well, I think I he's think talking about like, like one. There's one scene where he's talking to the other dude and he's like, "What degree do I need for this job?" He's like, "You need an MBA." He's like, "Hmm," and then he like leaves. He's like, "I can do this in my own world." And it just yeah, but good movie. I liked it a lot. Um, Sean, you were saying um, if you think. Uh, Ryan Gosling or for like supporting actor we get nominated, right? Uh yeah, let's do that at the end. Oh, okay. But uh let's but going off that, let's dive into I have one more meaning thing if you guys want to go into that. Sure. What so I I want you McPherson to elaborate more on your Adam and Eve thing cuz I remember you texting Jack and I and I showed it to Cat and we both I feel like you're digging too deep, like you're digging past the thing, but maybe I'm wrong. So maybe like enlighten. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that look. <laughs> enlighten. Enlighten the viewers on like what you mean by that. Because you kind of went into it on your intro part, but enlighten us. Yeah. Well, I think Barbie Land kind of represents the Garden of Eden where everything's quote unquote perfect. And then they leave. And when they get in, like when they get to the real world. There's Barbie literally goes, people are staring at me. I like, I don't like how people are staring at me and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that happened to Adam and Eve. Like, they're naked in the garden eating, and then they eat the fruit. And then they're like, oh, we got to put on some clothes. Stuff like that. Is there I, don't, I don't even know how to, like, explain it more. I thought it you know, I totally can see the analogy you're making. Yeah. I didn't know if there were any other examples that can add to that theory. I don't. I mean, meaning your creator, like 
I don't know. Barbie Jenna. meeting the uh the the creator oh, of Barbie. That, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that's don't know true. Genesis well enough. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a religious guy, but like, <laughs> I saw it. So. <laughs> You'd be screaming Jesus' name every night, bro. That's true. Also, going back to the first topic, the creators, like that whole executive group, being all white males, I'm sure was intentional as yeah. well to show mm-hmm. something. I did, oh yeah, we didn't. I did not know Will Ferrell was going to be in it. That was a pleasant oh, really? surprise. Yeah, yeah, no idea he was he, in it. He was hilarious. He did a great job. Any other like meaning things from Barbie? Nah. I like how they chose the most like plastic fake city to be the real world city. You know, they chose yeah, LA. That was funny. I thought that was funny. I like that they uh express themselves through dance and song. I think that's a really healthy technique to have as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all the, get all it the out. songs were and good. There wasn't that many, but they were you know, good. let your body do the talking, and sometimes it just feels you feel really good after you you dance or you sing, no matter how. So bad your, it is. at your new job, like before meeting, are you gonna go dance, dude? And I, at your desk before you walk in, I might have to honestly because this weekend I got a really nice compliment that someone someone told me I was killing it with my dance moves, and I used to think I was a bad dancer. So, you know, that's some good reassuring confidence when did this happen you went home at this point oh, okay cool yeah loser hey dude i was watching the sopranos eating my mcchickens i was chilling <laughs> dude but yeah I, honestly uh, if i could give it i don't know if are we wrapping this segment up sean are we, no i was gonna i don't know what time we're at we're like 31 who gives a shit 30. let's just go bro i, I was just gonna I give a shit talk about the acting i got a job oh. i can't just edit this out the ass true what about <laughs> I was going to go into the acting and funny scenes from Barbie. If we uh, want to talk about the acting. Yeah. The beach off scene. Just any scene with Alan in it. Those are my, my favorites. Oh, when Alan beat the shit out of those yeah. people, that was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Just that was too funny. Or when Barbie comes over to the house and Ken like goes behind the door. He goes, sublime. Yeah, that, yeah, that, was, sublime. that was improvised. <laughs> yeah, they said, I watched like a little behind the scenes yeah. and said that every time he would go back behind the door, Ryan or Ryan Gosling would just say something completely different. Yeah. And that was the one that made it in. And I think yeah. it was a. It was good. It was good. America Ferreira's speech at the end about being a woman, I thought was really good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if I was a girl, it probably would hit me harder. Like, I know a lot of people cried during that scene, but I, I still thought it was the good. The mom? The mom, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. It gave me chills. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. I was moved. I was ready to run through a brick wall for sure. Yeah. And then the uh the Ice Spice and the uh Nicki Minaj song at the end of the movie is a banger. That song yeah. I mean, that song crazy. is crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it's probably like top ten in the US, if yeah. I guess. And I'm bad like the Bobby. Uh the scene when uh like all the uh the what are the board members they just can't get through the turnstile. Yeah. Like they just can't oh, figure yeah. it out. And they're yeah. trying to like all run oh, through the turnstile. No, what's the what's the song? Okay, it, this was funny because I was talking to a girl recently. And she was telling me that she was dating a dude and like he would serenade her all the time. And it was, re- and she would say it was so fucking weird. She'd be like, I would just like sit there for like three minutes and be like, I don't like, what do I do? The like, best. And so when they were all serenading uh, yeah. Barbie at the beach, that what was that one song? I can't remember it. Uh, yeah. I just I saw know. it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's but such, like, it's such a stereotypical like guy song too. Like a mid two thousands like mm-hmm. rock like rock song. Um, that was hilarious. It's so funny. It's so funny. Like, like, and then when the other guy's like, 
can I stare into your eyes for the next four minutes and play this? <laughs> like, yeah. The best the best scene was definitely the Godfather scene. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Dude, so we were on the way to the movie theater, right? We're in the car, Kat and I, and we're talking about like favorite movies or whatever. And she's like, what's your favorite movie? And I'm like, oh, it's the Godfather. Like I'm reading the book right now. You got like, it's, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh, like you got to see it. It's so good. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like long and it's like, there's a hard to like know all the character stuff. So if you ever need to like pause it, we can talk like whatever. We got to watch it. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so then that freaking scene comes on and the whole crowd is like laughing, the audience, right? And, and she's dying. Red. She's like, you literally just did that. And I'm like, fuck my life. Yeah. Like, Dude, I, I, was cackling. So hard. I was cackling. They must the have paid. I mean, they showed the actual, like, yeah. one of the scenes from Godfather. They must have paid hella money for that. Yeah. Like, that's not cheap when they do stuff like that. When that scene that happened, was, too, I was like, oh, shit, dude, I do that, too. Like, yeah, I, afterwards, I, yeah. afterwards, Matt goes, I'm not talking to her in movies ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... uh I felt attacked in that scene, and rightfully so. I also loved um, when Ken has to move out of Barbie's house, and he's so upset over the mini fridge. Like, mini I fridge. can only fit six beers in there. <laughs> that was hilarious. Brewski, Brewski, like, Brewski beer me, dude. He's like, and the freezer's not even a real freezer. <laughs> it's so true, yeah. Like why? Why are we obsessed with mini fridges? Like I miss my mini fridge. Yeah, I mean you can't fit a lot of stuff in there. No, you really can't. And then uh, Rhea Perlman's uh, speech to Barbie at the end was good too, um, with the song too. That was I was like, damn. Also, show. the ending was just hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. when she goes to O G Y N. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we gotta see the gynecologist. <laughs> I thought it was also <laughs> it was a good scene when they first come into the real world. And she's like, oh, my God, let's go to the construction workers. They're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, like, keep saying, she's like, I don't know what these double entendres mean, but we don't have any genitalia. Yeah, yeah and then, and then do they, not have vaginas. And then, like, he walks away, and then he's like, <laughs> Ken's, Ken's like, like, I, I have genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> and the and the, the construction worker is like, that's cool. The <laughs> <laughs> funny movie. When, when Barbie and Ken are, like, staring into each other, and they're like, I feel like we're supposed to do something now. But I'm not exactly sure what it is. Yeah. Or he's like, uh, can I come over to your house later? Can I stay the night? She goes, why? Because we're boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> and what are we going to do? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm really not sure. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Are we going to rate yeah. it? What's next in the Sean's outline? Uh... We either can like talk more about like the actors and actresses, or we can just go into Oppenheimer. Let's go into. Can we rate Barbie? Oh sure, yeah. Personal let's rate Barbie. You go, go first. I'm gonna go with like an eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna go an eight point like six, eight point seven. High eight. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give it a seven point eight. B plus. I was gonna go seven and a half, but for going like seven point eights and stuff, then give me like a seven point seven seven. Give me sevens across the board. You right. know? I mean if we're going to Dave Poor and let's go let's I'll go like the an eight point one. Gotcha. You said eight point six, that qualifies. Yeah, but like that's like you, yeah, like, you want to watch over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. I, don't know. I would watch that movie again for sure. I would definitely want to watch it again, but I don't know if I'd want to watch it like over and over. And All right. Over okay. So solid scores from the boys. It was a good comedy. It was a good comedy. I, I was awesome. Yeah. I love that. It was movie. a good movie. Good, good meanings, there, great acting. Is there an Academy Award for Best Comedy? 
No, right? No, but it could probably it'll probably get nominated for like best adapted screenplay or something. What does adapted screenplay mean? It's like you get it from a source material. Oh, yeah, like yeah, Oppenheimer yeah, 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 would be yeah. adapted screenplay because like yeah, you got it. He based it's off the any book. Marvel movie. Yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, on that note, Oppenheimer, just high level. What did you think? We'll get into like the acting, the deeper meanings. I, there's probably less of that than Barbie. But high level, what did you think? Yeah, that movie was fucking sick. All right. We watched it this morning in 70 millimeter and it was awesome. The, the sound was great. The music was so good. It added so much to the movie. And I mean, like Killian Murphy just knocking it out of the park in the uh, leading role. Same with RDJ in the supporting role. Like they both did great. Robert um, Downey Jr. Yeah. Google. Um, just great. I thought it was awesome. The effects were great. And yeah, the, the performances of the entire cast, like what a star studded cast. It was awesome. So just first, uh, impression. Yeah. I'm going to say it was amazing. Yeah. I didn't really know how they were going to like spin the story about dropping the bomb, but I think they did in a very, very, uh, interesting and just captivating way. Talk, telling the story about Rob or about Robert Oppenheimer and just kind of all the political things that go into that situation. And honestly, I didn't really know a whole lot about what they did when they were developing yeah. the bomb, like the Manhattan Project. I'm sure if you were to give me like a flashback into fifth grade or whenever we learned about it, I would remember. But like Los Alamos, building a whole site, I thought it was a really cool insight into that time period and how it progressed from, oh, like we got to get the bomb off before the Nazis get into it. And it's like, oh, are we going to beat them it's like oh now the war's over do we still use it so just kind of playing on the conflict that all the main characters were dealing with during that time was very very cool i really enjoyed it like matt said the soundtrack was probably my favorite part for real i think that just added so much to the movie and the scoring ludwig gorse it made me feel like i i tingled when things happened yeah you know it was really cool uh yeah, I really liked it as well. I didn't know, again, like Jack, I didn't know how they were going to tell it. I liked it. It was in a non-linear way. Um, I thought that was really cool. I had read a book called Countdown 1945, if anyone's interested, and that's all about the dropping of the atomic bomb. So I knew about Los Alamos and the place in Tennessee. I think that place is called, like, I can't remember, Oak something. Um so I I knew about like how these places were like enclosed and only you could only you could never leave the site and families moved there and no one knew about really about what what each different site was doing except for the people at the top. Um, yeah, but I thought it was really interesting about how it was mostly about Oppenheimer and not mostly about like the the bomb. It was really more about like him and his story because I didn't know a lot about that and especially about how he really got politically attacked, especially like probably like his reputation was definitely damaged a little bit, not in like our generation, but in people like right. post World War Two, people have definitely had a different view on him than pre World War Two. Yeah. With the Red Scare. And everything. Yeah. Especially because yeah. everyone thought he was like a communist. So I thought that was a really interesting uh, uh, how they did that. Also thought it was really cool that when they would go to black and white, when they would go to... Like after the bomb? 
Yeah, but that was usually you go to black and white when you go to things in the past. Right. Mm -hmm. But they were doing it to go to things that were apparently no no one did that. Anything in black and white was like a subjective view of what was going on. Anything in color was an objective view through Oppenheimer's uh, eyes. Okay, that's why that made sense. Okay, that makes sense. I was thinking about what else was in black and white. That was good. But yeah, I like that. I thought that was really um, just even the the visuals of the movie were crazy insane yeah how i thought i don't know who like whose decision is it probably nolan christopher nolan because he directed it but like the decisions to remove sound the silence i thought was really captivating more Mm -hmm. than the actual like scoring at times um so i thought that was really really well done i thought the whole like production of the movie was extremely high quality. I don't know when I've seen a movie like that. I thought like it felt extremely thought out and well, you know, put together. For sure. Sean? Yeah, I agree with everything y'all have said so far. One, a movie that long, I think it's hard to keep people captivated for the entire three hours. And I felt like that movie kept me captivated the entire three hours. I think mm-hmm. that was really cool. I think it hit the ground running from the start, which I think they could have at times done a little better of a job explaining some situations. Like some situations I was like a little confused on like what's going on here. But that all being said, loved the movie. Like again, captivated the entire three hours. Thought they did a great job to someone's point, multiple people's points, flashing back and forth. I think it's really cool when they have two stories going on at once or two subplots um yeah and like i'm a huge history guy like i love history so i and i didn't know all those things that stevie knew so i was just fascinated in that they built us a town and recreated that and how he went and recruited people and his life and how his experiences i i thought it was a fantastic movie the acting was great star-studded yeah everything you guys said i agree with so yeah and the um the screenplay when uh Christopher Nolan was presenting it to the actors, he wrote it in first person, like from Robert uh Robert Oppenheimer's view, uh point of view. So instead of like the screenplay saying Oppenheimer walks into the room, it would say I walked into the room and this was going on. And so they said like Matt Damon, I think, said it was like the best thing he's read. Yeah, it was just so good. I mean practical effects like with the bomb blowing up that was he actually did that and he filmed it which i thought and that was so sick what you said when they take away the sound and it's just a bomb blowing up i was like whoa i was just looking at it and then when yeah i know i thought that scene was incredible too and getting rid of the music was an awesome thing i saw some people complaining that that wasn't it was like gasoline bomb like or it wasn't even like a real bomb well, it can't be an atomic bomb. Exactly. That's yeah. what I was like. No yeah. shit. It's not like you want them to drop a literal nuke on the site. Like, <laughs> like the lengths this man the will go to, to so make a good dumb. movie. Dude. Yeah. So dumb. They're like, oh, that wasn't, that's not what it looks like. People like, were complaining too about how when he comes and like talks in front of all the people and he's standing in the middle of like the theater, the, the bleachers, and it's like walking out and people are waving American flags. Mm-hmm. That like those flags had 50 stars and Alaska and Hawaii weren't part of the union. Like people were complaining about oh, that. Oh, I did. I did notice one other mistake that they made. They called it, uh, 
They called it the Air Force, and at the time, it was, there was no Air Force. We, Hawaii was part of the United States. Not, not at this time. Yeah, not, Pearl not, Harbor, dude. But it, was it wasn't a, a US, state. It wasn't a state. It was Cap, US. are you serious? Yes. 1960, both Alaska and Hawaii become part of the... 60? It was 1960, look Someone Google. Do you think we're lying to you? No, I believe you. But also, yeah, they call... <laughs> doesn't sound like they, it. They, no, I believe you. They call the... I forget what the exact scene was, but they're, they're talking... Oh, I know they're wrong, too, because it was... Still 1945. They're talking like, oh, the it's it's in the Air Force's control now. And they're talking about the bombs moving. And the Air Force didn't exist in 1945. It was still part of the Army. It was called the Army Air Corps. But other than that, I thought it was really good. Was I well, right with my date? 59. 59. Oh, yeah. it was off by a year. My bad. Idiot. God. Yeah, you're the biggest idiot on also, the show. Also, dude, Oppenheimer, what a womanizer, dude. He literally banging Florence Pugh while he's getting interrogated <laughs> and his wife and his is wife right is there. right there dude. <laughs> legend yeah i didn't really i don't i, I mean, wonder the girl literally just, that was a joke she literally killed him herself over oppenheimer i mean like how how good was that dick well i thought the movie did it good too because it alludes to maybe she didn't kill Back, herself yeah. that someone uh might have killed her because there's a scene like a quick one where like there's a hand on her head drowning her oh so yeah. there's different theories about yeah. whether she and killed herself does. Or and someone assassinated and you, her. And you looked it up on Wikipedia. You you were reading about her on Wikipedia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, ooh, interesting. I like that. Yeah. But it was... I will say, <laughs> that sex scene did... I was like, what? <laughs> oh, it came so quick. I, at first, I was like... I tapped Matt... The, yeah. You, I tapped Matt on the show and be like, oh, that's the girl he's going to fuck. And then literally, they cut and he, he's fucking her. And I was like, oh, that yeah. was quick. <laughs> and um, I thought it was interesting. I was like... What does this have to do with the like? Why is this important to the movie? But then, as the movie went on, you realize that Oppenheimer was a straight womanizer. Yeah, and he really was infatuated by this Jean girl. Yeah, she really pulled heartstrings. And he had him. affairs with other people I, too. I had no idea that he was a, a dog, a communist oh. at some point. Like he, he wasn't was, a, he like, had a communist uh, association. Like, yeah, association. Yeah, yeah. Was, me neither. I didn't know that either. I had no idea. Yeah. I've learned if grow if you were like part of like the intellect community during this period of time like the 20s to 40s when especially the red scare was going on and you had more like left-wing viewing ideas that they just considered you mm. like a communist mm -hmm. but they were i mean but that was what it was kind of referred to as the time like they called themselves communist um i did think it's i did think he was like very smart about it like he definitely like was a communist, but knew that joining the communist party wasn't like a like good for him in like the long run. Like yeah. he knew that would maybe like hurt him mm -hmm. down the line. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about this. I thought it, they did a really good job of going over once the bomb was dropped about how like how powerful this nuclear bomb was and how everyone wanted control yeah over it how mm -hmm. even like oppenheimer wanted control over it there's the scene when oppenheimer's at the west wing with truman and truman's like saying like oh the blood's not on your hands it was my decision to do that like it was me who decided to drop the bombs not you like don't worry about it and then even what's his name lewis strauss 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 and like him being part of the atomic energy committee and like him wanting to have a much more like bigger control over it and how Oppenheimer embarrassed him that one time and then Oppenheimer opposed him on the H bomb. 
And I think a lot of Oppenheimer even opposing the H-bomb was it just wasn't his idea. No. He legit... You could see it in the movie that after, when the bomb dropped, he was like, oh, like this is great. I wish we had it on the... We could have used it on the Germans earlier. But he legit was terrified of what happened. I think a lot of them were like... And I think it showed that pretty well. There was literally people crying. Like a woman... Like a dude was throwing up. And he was like, shit, like what did I just do? I think my- And I think he strongly opposed the hydrogen bomb. And like, and I, I did like Google Oppenheimer afterwards. And he was like, yeah, we can't have this. It'll be bad. And I think the ending showed that too. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't disagree with it. I'm saying- I think part of it, why he might have disagreed with it is because he was a very egotistical man. And For it, sure. And it wasn't his idea to do it. I do think maybe part, more of it was that he knew that why even make a bigger bomb when this bomb already can kill, like destroy entire cities? Like, why do you need a bomb that like they make the one the one guy goes, why does it matter if you're in 10 feet of water or 10,000 feet of water? Like you're still dead no matter what, like. So I do think he was opposed to it as well because of that. My biggest takeaway is that I have no idea when Albert Einstein existed. <laughs> <laughs> I was baffled that he was in the movie. I had no idea that he was alive during this time period. I thought this dude's like from the early 1800s. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I knew he wrote. I knew he left Germany. <laughs> Jesus I knew he fled Germany during <laughs> World War II, like before World War II. And I knew he wrote a letter to Truman saying that the Germans have this capability of mm -hmm. creating a bomb that could like destroy the world. Yeah, when I saw him, I was like, Nolan's just fucking with us. He's just putting Albert Einstein to see who's like. Well, Nolan always fucks with time. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always it would on. be on par yeah. for his movies to pull someone. Yeah. But Sean, what about you? In regards to what? Just the movie. Albert Einstein. <laughs> well, dude, Albert, before Oppenheimer like was getting like previewed, I thought he was the one that made the talent bomb. That's what I thought. So that tells you how much I know for being a history guy. True. So I knew he fled around World War II, so I thought he came to America and helped. I didn't realize by the time he came over here, he was old and... Could barely knew what he was doing anymore, but uh, I loved the movie again. Like I loved it. I guess my you guys have kind of hit on all the pros. So I guess my one con would be I didn't I I didn't fully understand the beef between Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer during the pod or during the during the pod during the movie. Like I. I didn't it didn't connect to me that when they were in that mini room discussing about the atom bomb that that was when they kind of like butted heads and then Robert Downey Jr. like despised him and tried to like totally ruin Oppenheimer. I didn't, I knew I did that didn't all click for me in the movie. And I felt like they went through that really quick. And I felt like in three hours, they maybe could have done a better job at breaking that down and showing us that but maybe uh, it's that maybe that was just me well i thought i think i think they did that on purpose because when it was revealed that straws was a it was him that was that initiated everything and when i was in the movie i was like whoa i didn't know that so i think that's how you're supposed to feel sean but i i and then it called it back who was the guy who was like his political consultant Strauss, Louis Strauss, that was kept in the black and white scene that was always talking to him, asking him the question. Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, I know his name. It's like Alden. Yeah. What, that guy kept asking him how 
Bowden, the guy who wrote the report that got the indictment, he's kept asking, he goes, who gave him his security file? Who gave him his security file? He's just saying, I don't know. He got it somehow. Like, I don't know. He just got it. And like, I remember like the last time he asked before you, you figure out it's him, I'm like, oh shit, it's him. And then they're like, and then you're like, oh, it's me. I was like, mm-hmm. so they don't, I think you are right. Like you're not supposed to know it's him. But like, if you watch back the movie, you sh- you should be like, oh yeah, like now I see how like they kind of yeah. But Robert Downey Jr. was so good in it, like he should win Best Supporting Actor in the Academy Awards. He killed that role. There's also um his because his voice was a little different too, which I thought was super impressive. Mm-hmm. When he first started talking, I was like, whoa, nice. Like this is good, bro. Also, I just want to shout out Casey Affleck. He was in it for. Maybe two seconds, but he destroyed his scene. When he popped up, I was like, this guy is terrifying. I thought he was so good in it. You have to explain what the scene is. Not many people know who Casey Affleck is. Okay, so I Casey Affleck. Maybe say like two beefers. What were you going to say, Sean? No, I was just agreeing with Stevie. Just like, I don't know who that is. Casey Affleck was the guy, the other general that wasn't in, uh, interrogating uh, Oppenheimer. And Matt da- Matt Damon's character is like you talk to him. You're not supposed like you're not supposed to see him. He's supposed to know you. You're not supposed to know him. Oh, push and, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he was, he was like rat rask task something, something like that. that. And he was um that's that's a B five of the movie. A lot of names, hard to keep track of the names. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. He was saying how like Matt Damon was saying how he would literally like he would kill people and stuff. He would threaten to do that. And I just thought Casey Affleck was in his limited screen time was super like he just did what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to be scary. And like some people only had limited screen time like Josh Peck. He didn't blow me out of the water. He did nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was crazy how many people were in that movie, like big name actors that had literally a minute of screen time. And it must have been again. He must have sent out that screenplay to a bunch of people, and they must have all read it being like, yeah, like, I just want to yeah. be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is going to be crazy My good. one beef with it, it's too long. I feel like it's just a lot of talking the whole time. Like, it would have been nice to cut some of that down. That's my one beef with it. My, yeah, agreed with Matt and Sean. You said it earlier. The names, and I wish they better explain some things because I would get really confused especially with his whole womanizing things, they, they're just kind of like throw it in at you and not like tell you much. You're just kind of like, and I did think it was two, if it was like two hours and 38 minutes, I've been okay. Yeah. But three hours is just a long time. It was, it was great though. It was great. I loved it. I really did like I'm it. I'm trying to think of like a movie that's comparable. I mean, the Lord of the Rings movies are that long. No, I'm not even trying to think time-wise, not time-wise, just like, a movie comparable to Oppenheimer in the way it made me feel afterwards. Cause I, I, I was one of those movies where I kind of needed a second. Kind of like Argo. Yeah. A little bit like Argo. Cause I didn't really know a whole lot about that whole mm. situation. And then you just get enlightened about all the side stories. I'm, and I did like the ending a lot where it showed like, Whoa, like, do we have to make this bomb? Cause it's, and I like how they said it's completely different. It's not, a new weapon it's a new world which i think is is super intense and prevalent in our like 
in today's world, like, yeah, we could literally destroy everything if we wanted to. And that's terrifying. Is I mean, he did have his one justification while making it is, which is still kind of held true to this day, is like, hopefully we can drop this bomb and it never has to be dropped again. Like, we can... It was supposed... It didn't end all wars, clearly. But to that extent, I don't... I mean, I hope. Knock on wood. I mean, I, I don't I don't really ever see a nuclear bomb ever being dropped again, maybe in our lifetime. I think <laughs> we never know. Never know, know never know. Never know. Never know. But do Russians go? Russia's going kind of crazy right I, now. The, yeah, and the North Koreans. But the thing are is, also as soon as they wild. like, I think people. To Matt's point, as soon as someone pushes it, like everyone's gone. It doesn't matter if you're the first one to do it. Like everyone else is going to send their nuclear warheads after that, and the world's going to just which blow would be stupid. Yeah. Uh, mutually assured destruction. Mad. Like the ending. That one scene when um. The guy was saying, the guy that ratted out Oppenheimer, who sent the uh, uh, memo saying he thinks he's a communist, right? And he's saying he was in a plane and he saw this uh, other plane flying with like, that had the bomb essentially, right? You remember? They just fired a rocket. Yeah. And he saw it, right? And it was just one in that scene. And then at the end, Oppenheimer's in the plane. And then you just see a shit ton of uh, rockets going. It's like, oh, that's how many there are. Like, there's just so many atomic bombs now. And I thought that was a really good scene. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I picked up on the whole point of that. Like, before it was just, like, one warhead. But yeah. then next it's, like... A bunch of warheads. Now it can be infinite yeah. warheads mm-hmm. flying. Um, but... Great movie. Yeah, I think... I I said it to Matt when we were leaving. I was like, you know, the only thing I'm like, what's what was the point? But I don't think that was the whole thing. I don't think there is a point to Oppenheimer. I think it is just kind of more of, like, a... This is what, like, this is who Oppenheimer was. This is what his story was. Yeah. This is what he had to, this is what his, like, responsibility was in his, which is kind of crazy. Well, to quote one of the trailers that we saw in the movie, history isn't it just about the past. It's to tell how the present is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bell. Yeah. All right. That was solid. Should we give it a rating? Yeah. All right, Sean, you go. Eight and a half. 8.9. I was going to go eight. If I was going to give Barbie an 8.1, this is an 8.5. Yeah, I'll go like 8.4. Eight, 8.4. Four. Eight, four. What'd you give Barbie? Uh, I, personally, I liked Barbie better. That's, that's just me. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. That's I fine. think, I mean, it's may, has made more money. Yeah, I just, I, I love that movie. I don't know what it is, I, but. What was your, I thought your rating. For Oppenheimer just now it was higher than your Barbie rating. Just but said I'm, eight, I'm sure I said, I'm wrong. I said, I said just, like eighty nine, eight nine for Barbie for me. Okay, okay. Uh, I guess we can go out on this better supporting actor, Robert Downey Jr. or uh, Ryan Gosling, Robert Downey Ryan Jr. Gosling. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. I think his. Job. I'd be surprised if Ryan Gosling got nominated. That's fair enough to say. I think. What Robert Downey Jr.'s like, he played such a vital role in that movie to me. Yeah, he was good because when it flipped, when he became the villain before that, I thought like his, you could see it in his face too, which was so good. Before that, I was like, oh, he's a good guy. And then when it turns out he's the villain, his like, you literally his face low key changes. It goes, he becomes more sinister and stuff. And I was like, that is awesome. 
I think my biggest takeaway is that has there ever been this much hype for two movies and they both delivered? Like The Dark Knight and Mamma Mia, but you know. Okay, I wasn't alive to remember <laughs> oh, that. Oh, we didn't. Yes, you were. You know what I mean. Like, I wasn't <laughs> conscious of that we point. Didn't, we, didn't, we didn't talk about this, but I am technically the only one here who did the double feature. Um, mm. Wow. To those who did it, whole, that is a yeah. lot of watching movies in one day. Uh, it was a lot. I was pretty wanting Barbie to end by the end, even though the ending might be the best part of Barbie. Um, I was just tired of just a lot of screen time. I feel like I've honestly feel like I've done so much today and all I've done today is just watch two movies and mow the lawn. So what do you say about um the bomb and a uh, post not clear clarity? Oh, <laughs> I was saying um I, I thought the I thought Oppenheimer did a really good job of juxtaposing how uh Dropping the bomb is very similar to Post Nut Clarity. Like, he definitely, like, hooked up with Gene again and was like, oh, dude, like, not a good decision. Like, should have not have done that. That's what he's like, last time, last time. Dropped the bomb. Like, oh, dude, probably should have not have done that. Oops, a daisy. And, like, both, you know, like, uh, as a male, like, you put in a lot of effort sometimes to, like, pursuing uh a female and <laughs> hold just let me let, let me finish let him speak let me let me speak and you're like you're like you're like you're like oh and then like you do it you're like oh i was just like really horny you're like why did i do that like i wish i just wasn't horny and oppenheimer like put in so much time he's like oh i just wish i wasn't such a fucking nerd you know like <laughs> <laughs> like, like i killed hundred thousand people because i wanted to be like the coolest nerd you know like the smartest nerd <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's clearly a joke. But <laughs> no, yeah, I think they'll get it. <laughs> no, dude, that's the deeper meaning of that. that. I think that is. I think that is. You said there was no point. That was the point. Yeah, it's all, it's all about post-nut clarity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd get an A in AP Lit back in high school if you wrote that paper. If I, 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 the thing is, I probably if you wrote it well. You probably could. Yeah. Post-nut clarity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just jumping back to the supporting actors. I just think Gosling, like he's, I don't think he's going to win. Let me just say that because he's not going to get nominated because I feel like the Oscars just won't nominate him. But he, like Margaret Robbie does really well. It's not a knock on her. He is the best in that movie. Like yeah. he steals the show, in my opinion, in that movie. But that, Downey Jr. also kills it. And I think it's cool that both of them played roles that you don't, think of them being in at least i didn't oh and they would absolutely kill it which is really cool it's 100%, always not. fun to see someone do something different out of their comfort zone at least from a viewer's standpoint and do really well so for sure yeah if you haven't seen them go check them out they're great movies <laughs> definitely uh <laughs> we kind of do i don't think <laughs> anyone's gonna listen if they haven't seen it exactly yeah. well, well I, if you do you're a real one and we love you i think may, some people who listen who've only seen one if you haven't seen the other definitely go see the other because they're both amazing movies i also think it's kind of hard to spoil oppenheimer like everything's already pre-known knowledge Kind of, yeah, not but for like, you, right? Not Albert Einstein. Einstein. Yeah, not yeah, Einstein. Yeah, that's so how funny. Much any of y'all know about Oppenheimer? Not though, a lot. Going I like. I did not know he was a communist, and I did not know he fucked. Yeah, I, I did knew. not know that. Yeah. <laughs> I I knew I knew that he the bomb like the whole building of the bomb like really took a whole toll on him and him as a person. I remember like in the book that I'm reading, it talks about how like 
he was a really skinny, frail man by the end. And they, they only talked. He didn't eat. He didn't eat, which they was didn't cool. Eat. And they, they talked. Like, they, they were like, like and they were feeding him yeah. and how uh, he did like smoke all the time. Like he was like habitually smoking and they do do that. But that was about it. And I knew like he didn't support um, a lot of like the atomic program afterwards. Word. All right, Beef Nation. Thanks for tuning in. If you listen to this episode, you're a real one. Thanks, as always, for the love and support. We're coming up on episode 50, which is super cool. I'll plug it again, but please write us in questions for episode 52 since that's a year anniversary of our first episode, which is kind of wild to think about. Um, But, yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. Cheers. One love from the Beef Boys. I'm in the zone. Bye-bye, cuties. (laughs)